everybody. Welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. It's me, Kat. It must be Sunday because you're Sunday. back on the 10th floor. Sunday. Nice station. And I need to know, people in the chat, let me know the first thing that this broadcast, because I never know. I never know. And I'm just very curious as to know when it picks it up. That's all. Yeah. Because we don't know. It's weird. That's all. We do our best to not talk about the trash before hitting the broadcast button. But we uh, might. You never know. Well, you're not you know. trash talkers no, anyway. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not trash talkers at all. Hey, hey, Janet's here. Elegant's here. Stephanie's here. You know, people are showing up, walking into the elevator with us as we go all the way up to the 10th floor. Yeah. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Happy Sunday, Stephanie. Uh, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Who had, who'd Mo have on this morning? Some lady. Hmm. It got so well, dark in my room. Who? What happened? It's so dark in here. I don't know who she is. I should look her up. I don't know. I don't recognize the name. She could be somebody super famous for all I know. Yeah, maybe. Hey, I don't know. Hey, Jean. We'll figure it out. You know, we got Maurice Bernard playing in the, uh, instead of Muzak in the elevator, we've got Maurice Bernard's state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> it started with you saying hi to us, says Elegant. So, hey, I'm getting that timing down. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I don't know. Maybe it's different every time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Tech computers. Queen of the South is here with us this week. Hello, sire. Welcome. She's the queen. queen of the South. She's queen. Who? Huh? The queen. The queen of the South. You have to show her proper respects. She probably oh, got a castle you know, similar to Windermere. It's different in the South. It is. <laughs> okay. When I... Manners. You guys got manners up the wazoo. <laughs> Way more than us Californians do, actually. I have heard that really? mo most people who come from the south of California are like, you people suck. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so They different. have just impeccable manners. I remember going there, you know, because my husband's from the south. My Well, yeah. neither one of us are from the south. All of our, all of our parents are. We went to Louisiana. And I said to my cousin, and she's much, much, much younger than me. And she was in her early 20s at the time. And I remember saying, hey, Jenna. And I was so taken back by her response because I never heard anybody of younger say to an older person, what? Mm -hmm. Now, Matt, if someone else someone said, hey, Matt, and they would just... You and you were laying on the couch. You might go, uh, what? Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I wouldn't. Not me. Not me personally. Me. I don't do that, but I know people who do. I would have said what? I know. I know. You, my sister, all kinds of people in this family say what when somebody calls their name. I don't. I get up and say yes. Yeah. She, well, <laughs> she, she was like, she turned it, turned, looked and turned up and looked at me and said, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it down there, mama. <laughs> That's how they do it down there. Respect. It's because know, if, if it's you different. if you roll over and you say what, it's because you, you get hit. Don't do that. You don't you don't disrespect your mama like that. And then you just say ma'am all the time. Right, Queen of the yeah. South? Tell us. Tell us that's how it is. <laughs> it was different. It was different. Um, it's a good thing. I mean, it, I think it's a good thing people are just I don't know. Jeannie says respect. you sound like you're from the South, Mama. Well, yes, I do. I I, can't, I sound like that. And I try, and even, 
I try not to sound like that sometimes because I'm not from the South. I was born here, born in California. <laughs> I got some, I mean, my whole family's just full of rednecks and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> People from below the Mason Dixon. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kaiwan says, hey, I guess some of us weren't raised that way. Well, you know, you know, you know, hey. Hey, maybe some of us weren't. Maybe some were raised to say ma'am and others were raised to just say what? You call my sister's yeah. name from anywhere and she'll just scream from the room. She's in what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Queen of the South says right. That, that's why I guess I'm totally correct there. You say ma'am or or you, you get instructed to say ma'am and you don't yeah. forget it. I know. I mean, I'm sure Martin was raised that way. Martin's a very respectful man, isn't he? Martin Gray. Martin Gray. Martin Gray. Martin Gray. He respects Lucy. He respects his Lucy very much. <laughs> you know, I. You know, for, for somebody who thought that she was dead, I really wanted it a little bit more. Like we got it. They're great. I love it. Super fun. Marty and Lucy together. Their scenes are are are, are great. They're great comic relief. They're they're super enjoyable, and they're they're basically sophomores in high school together, and it's super fun to watch. But when she walked into the room the first time, and he re realized that she wasn't dead. I needed a bigger, oh my God, you're alive, than what we got. Yeah. Because he was just like, oh, oh my Lucy. And then, like, they started hugging and stuff. But, like, I didn't yeah. feel like the emotional, like, peak was there for Marty to realize that Lucy was alive. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I do love them, though. They are I, super I, fun to watch. They're fun to watch. I really they're just it. fun to watch, yeah. yeah really they are. Enjoy. <laughs> uh lee lee dempsey hey lee welcome to the show i don't recognize your name now hey if i've read your name five times before and i just don't remember i'm sorry but lee says i'm not crazy about martin's southern accent which comes and goes martin sanders <laughs> it is it martin sanders it does it kind of um it depends on what his situation is yeah, yeah you commented when he's lawyering it is southern as hell <laughs> but when he's just kind of in a casual conversation, it's it's a little more soft. Just 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 one step away from Tad Martin. Just one step. Not well, several like this. Like I'm out there like Atticus Finch trying to make a point. I just really <laughs> do think that the reason why he has the accent at all is because he's just trying not to be Tad Martin. That's exactly what it is. Oh, speaking of Tad, um, so James Patrick Stewart recently went on Twitter and he shared an anecdote from his time on All My Children because he played um, Cortland. Uh, Jimmy Cortland? What was his name? Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember, but he's a Cortland, yeah. Not Petey, not Petey, because Petey is Opal's not Petey, kid. No. So, I don't know, the one that was, you know, I don't know, ultimately he was up to He's a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He did bad stuff. Yeah. With ladies, I guess. I don't know. It was the 80s and the 90s when you could do a little bit more on TV. <sighs> um, but he, um, uh, but uh, he, he, he shared on Twitter that uh, when you were doing blocking on All My Children... And mm -hmm. you were trying to get your light in the exact place you're supposed to be on, on set. It was banned. You could not say, well, am I supposed to take a, uh, should I move a tad to the left? Should I move a tad back? Should I move a tad right? You could not say tad as a unit of measurement on the set of all my children. And he mused. I wonder if Michael E. Knight made that the, uh, <laughs> made that the rule. Will Cortland says Tyrone. Thank you very much, Tyrone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. We don't remember nothing. We're bad for that. It's okay. It was a long time ago now. It was a long even, time. Ago. Even the year two thousand was twenty three years ago, ma. 
I know, that's ridiculous. Sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I think like, man, oh gosh, I'm 36. Oh, geez, I'm 36. My life is over. It's practically over. I'm done. I'm 36. Where's there to go from here? I'm 36. What's next? 90? Ugh. You know, sometimes I feel like that. And then I think about my mama and how much life she lived in between the ages of 36 and 62 or however old you are right now. And I'm like, I got a long way to go. <laughs> I will be 61 and a half on February 10th. Hey, <laughs> so you're going into your 62nd year. So I was, I was vicinity, vicinity. <laughs> but you, I mean, how many, I mean, you raised, you, you, you finished raising three kids, four kids really I did. in that time. Had a couple of grandkids and all kinds of adventures and career shifts and stuff. And, and you know what, Ma, every once in a while I think about it and I'm like, my mama lived life. There's still plenty left for me to have. Matt, you're in the prime of your life. What are you talking about, dude? Sometimes I feel old. Look at this. Well, honey, you could, you want to do some, you know, uh, uh, for men only thing, whatever. Why not? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, Lee says 36 is a baby. So thank you very much, Lee. <laughs> Herman Herman says we are old. I don't know how old you are, Herman. Uh, but if you're 36 like me, yes, we're ancient. We're practically dust. <laughs> well, when I was 36 years old, you were 12. <laughs> I, I know, right? Like, how much life have I lived since you were 36? A lot. Quite a bit. A lot. And you know how much life everybody's living here on General Hospital? All of the life, all right? There is not a day in which not noon drama is started for one of these people. Oh, there's lots of stuff, in there? There's lots of stuff. And you know what? There's lots of differing opinions on this stuff as well. So I want to know your opinion, Ma. Jocelyn was not able to find the time to go to Brit's memorial this week. Do you think she could have found ten minutes to go up a couple of flights of stairs? She sure could have. Or do you think she was in the right place the entire time? Because the audience is split. I tweeted something innocent. Hey, I think she could have given them 10 minutes. And two or three different people has replied already just this morning saying, well, Jocelyn was where she needed to be. Willa was on her way out. Where else was she supposed to go? Well, she was able to leave and go get some food. <laughs> <laughs> so why couldn't she leave and go to that service for 10 minutes I like mean, you she said? did she did try to go get some pie didn't she at some point and broke up with their rain in the camera at kelly's yeah I, and <laughs> oh you know what i was you know what i was excited about though it was nice to see for a change what was that she saw dex on friday and she didn't go to bed with him she should not yet not yet. Day's not over. Day's not over. She's not stressed out enough yet to need that, know, uh, need right? that 20 minutes of distraction. <laughs> uh, Canadian Fuzzy says, 36 on GH is almost a great grandparent. Hey, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Spencer's about to have his, his own, um, well, his, like his brother kid or sister kid. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess you raised that child saying, I'm your brother, not your dad. Well, sure. There's no reason that there's no reason to lie to the child. Um, there's no reason to lie. No. Just tell him it's your brother. Just tell him it's your brother. Ooh, Kaiwan. Oh, Mama, Kaiwan hitting it, hitting on the head. Back to Joss. Yeah, back to Joss. We don't need to talk about Spencer yet. We can go back to Joss. Hitting it on the yeah. head. Jocelyn is a chicken um, pile of poop. Chicken, S-H-I-T. She is afraid 
And I'm kind of inclined to agree with that statement, Kaiwan. She sure does avoid tough too. situations and confrontations, doesn't she? Yeah, she was a, she wanted, she, I, I agree with you. She might have been um, uh, put in an uncomfortable situation at the service. Someone might have been asking her too much stuff or whatever. So I'd rather stare feeling at this baby. Guilty. That's perfectly fine. And feeling guilty. And feeling guilty. And that's the big thing that she was talking to Dex about. I'm, I feel guilty. I feel guilty about it all. I couldn't go. I feel guilty. But, 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 she sounds like a motorboat sometimes. And then Dex is there to be like, it's okay. Another reason why she felt like it was okay not to go was because the masses don't know about the circumstances of her being there. That's true. And, you know. That's true. Oh, man. She could have found 10 minutes, but you know what? It, it's it's important. I think it's important and it's fine. All right. That's, that doesn't mean that we don't like Jocelyn, but it doesn't mean that we, we think that she's a bad character with bad writing and she needs to be fixed immediately. It's okay. It is okay to recognize when somebody that's on the show made the wrong choice. You don't have to excuse it away. She chose wrong. Wrong. Oh, that's a basis of soap operas. Bad choices. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just such a weird thing. Like, um, it, it's, it's almost not, um, not, not worth really posting on twitter at this point right now just because of the just the way it is maybe it'll die off at some point but the way it is right now you really can't see anything without the opposition making it seem like you don't understand the tv show that you're watching yeah. which which is weird because you know like like for example you know posting oh man i think joss could have taken 10 minutes to go upstairs to this memorial and people going back saying she's exactly where she needs to be i don't know why people find every moment to rip joss apart and blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm just i mean you know i'm reading these things and i'm like but but these particular responses are from people who are not quite, in my opinion, grasping the show for what it is. Because you're excusing away all of this delightful bad behavior, which should be so fun to consume. But you're like, oh no, she's <laughs> doing the right thing. She's fine. She's not making poor choices. I'm watching somebody live a perfect life. And that's not soaps, is it? No. Soaps are all about deception and, and, and lying. Yeah, yeah, but hey, you know, this week I was on um Vinny, uh, on with Vinny on his uh, Soaps in the Squared Circle podcast. He posted it on Friday. We had a good conversation. Uh, and, and, you know, we talked a little bit about fandoms, different ways that people approach things that they like. And this is, you know, kind of falls within it as well. You know, some people approach it because they like a particular pairing and they're going to excuse all of the negative choices because that's just how they're consuming their media and having a good time. I can't tell them that they're wrong for doing it because the whole point of the show is for people to watch it and have fun. And if that's how mm -hmm. you're watching it and having fun, then I can't tell you you're wrong for it. Yeah. You got your 37 minutes of delightful escapism. I just love it. Delightful escapism. COVID-19 does not exist in Port Charles. Isn't that wonderful? No, it sure didn't. This is a place where you can have a baby and then they can just like farm um, stem cells and be like, your cancer's fine now. Nobody <laughs> is even concerned about your life anymore. Not a single person is afraid you're going to die. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Joss seemed a little afraid still that she was going to die. She was saying, she was saying to to her decks mm -hmm. that um maybe she's too weak maybe it's too late maybe maybe i don't know but here we go krista krista jerry hey krista welcome to the show thank you for your contributions in the chat today jocelyn was feeling survivor's guilt 
And maybe that's what's going on as well. And we're not being patient enough for the story to, to unfold and for the show to tell us what's well, really they, going on she with mentioned, her, her and Dex talked about that a little bit, too. They did a couple of weeks ago, right? A week or two ago? In the car, right? And I talked about it a little bit on Friday, too. Did they? Did they? I might have missed that particular sentence. A little bit. But, hey, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe maybe that's the story that we're being told with Jocelyn, and we're just not being patient enough to get to that portion of the dialogue. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being a nerd about the show, man. Just being a dork. <laughs> just being a dork. Hey, you know, the question of the century, though, is will Marshall wind up playing his clarinet at the wedding? There ain't gonna be no damn wedding. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a moot question. <laughs> there's no point in even getting to a yes or no on that because there's not going to be a wedding. I don't think there's going to be a wedding. I don't think that Aunt Stella's going to be able to be quiet. No, uh, no, 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 no. She, I mean, you could see her wanting to tell her just at the fitting. Where she's just wearing this dress going, oh, gosh. Oh, but by but golly, I dress, figured this out. Dang, and that dress is nice. Yeah, that dress that Aunt Stella had on, I really liked you it. it. You want it? I'll find it for you. I'll write them a letter. I'll I say, hey, it. GH wardrobe department, my mama wants that dress. Yeah. I wonder how many dresses um, Lucy's taken home. You know, Lynn Herring? I think she's taken a couple of things off the rack from the nurse's ball. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Will, 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 will the wedding happen? Will it happen? Sure. Will it come out at the altar? You know? You know, we, I, you know what I've been saying over the last couple of weeks, you know, if there's anybody that needs to, you know, it's Stella, yeah. you know, she, she's the officiant and she's like, if there's anybody that needs to say anything, I need to say something. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, well, the only way I think Aunt Stella may keep her mouth shut is if a um, truth of her own is revealed. I just you, you really, really, really want Marshall and Stella to be Curtis's parents. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Makes a little more sense to me. You know, yes, um, but. With Stella reacting as she has to this potential portion news, how could she have kept her maternity of Curtis a secret this entire time and not eaten herself alive over it? Because she could have had a little absence, okay? She could have been had what I'm, I'm sure her Marshall, it's a one time thing. It was not an affair, okay? And then she finds out that she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And she takes off and is gone for a year. Okay. okay. She comes back with a three-month-old baby. Mm -hmm. And feels like she cannot, she wants it to be able to have the same upbringing as Tommy and have parents and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. She gives them to her. And maybe, maybe, what was his, what was his mama's name? Oh, gosh, I don't even remember right now. But anyway, Curtis's mom. maybe she <laughs> never knew that that Marshall was the actual dad. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Right? Yeah. That, that uh, you know, be. we could also do the classic soap thing. I had the baby, but I forgot. You know? Like, how many times uh, have, have we had babies and forgotten on the show? At least twice. Oh, yeah, traumatic, and then you don't remember. And then you don't kind remember. Kind of Eric Kane kind of thing. Yeah. She had yeah. two that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Laura's had a baby that she forgot. You know, Nicholas was her baby she forgot about, right? No, she never forgot. Oh, about she was just keeping it a, a dark secret this whole time. She just, when she escaped Cassadine Island mm. um, in Greece. Yes. When she took off. Yes. 
He left him behind in the care of Stefan. And felt bad about it for 16 and felt years. Felt bad about it and tried to and moved back home and started her life back up and had Lucky and all that stuff. Yes. And just decided to put it in the past. Until they needed know. his blood. Until they needed it because little Lulu was sick. Yes. I've got another child, Luke. What do you mean? I've got another one. He's in Greece. <laughs> you know, um, I really have to hand it to Jeannie Francis, though. I have to hand it to Je Jeannie Francis and Adam Huss. All right, everybody. Main event time here on the 10th floor, okay? <laughs> time to talk about the cover art. Time to talk about Nicholas. Okay. Yeah. Um, Marcus Coloma, you brought Nicholas back to General Hospital. And that was mm -hmm. nice. Um, even when you were away because of illness or whatever, and Adam Huss had to step in, there was still me waiting for Marcus Coloma to return because there was just still something about light for whatever reason. But with Adam Huss this week have been meatiest of meaty Nicholas stuff that we have seen since he came back to General Hospital a couple of years ago. He yeah. has completely changed Nicholas for me. He has completely changed the storyline in my eyes. It's like watching a completely different story being told. Because of how hurt Adam Huss is playing Nicholas, how betrayed he looks, how fearful he is, how angry he is in the deep, on, the, on the inside, and mostly just the tragedy that is Nicholas Cassadine. Is he was like full he force. Was, he was sobbing when his mother was hugging him. He was sobbing. He was just bringing everything that you possibly could to Nicholas. Holy schnit, mother. I, 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 you know, I, I accepted Marcus Coloma because I accepted General Hospital for what it is. Sure, we're cheerleaders. We like to watch the show and we like to have a good time watching it. We're not going to watch it with a super critical eye and try to find things to hate or focus on the things that we might not like. Especially me. Mm -hmm. I like to find things in it that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize how much we were missing from what could be Nicholas. I thought his scenes inside the chapel... His scenes at the elevator were top-notch. So good. And but, I was thinking, oh, yeah, but go, please. But do I still want Tyler Christopher back? I know you still want Tyler Christopher back. He is Nicholas in everybody's hearts and minds. So when you think about Nicholas, you think about Tyler Christopher and stuff. But um, I thought that this, I thought Adam did a great job. And especially, you know, um, he didn't have any time for this, really. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This kind of sprung on him yeah. and his meaty stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, I felt so much for Nicholas. I, that, that, that's, that's the thing that I was missing, I guess, when it came to the Marcus Coloma portrayal is, um, I didn't really feel bad for Nicholas. All of this stuff was happening. He was responsible for a lot of it, but I never really feel bad for him. You know, like he deserved all of these things that he was doing. And it was because of kind of the cold and heartless portrayal that Marcus Coloma was bringing. He was very detached emotionally to all of these things that were going on. And while that is an interpretation, it is missing. Holy snoot, mama. <laughs> it is missing so much, so much nuance, so much just, just greedy, meaty things to hold on to. And that's what Adam Huss gave us this weekend. Just, oh, 
And for Jeannie Francis to now be able to play against that brought her up four or five levels. Jeannie Francis is always great. You're never going to get a bad performance out of, out of Jeannie Francis. But yeah. the tears that were coming out of her eyes, the hurt that she had when she was turning to, 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 you know, do I go after him out of the door? Do I stay? Do I wait? Do I watch? All of that that she was going through emotionally as an actress, I don't think that she necessarily would have been able to bring out like she did had she been playing with Marcus Coloma, who would probably not have shed a tear, would not have been so hurt. Right. You know, he would not, yeah, like the portrayal from Marcus wounded. would not have he been. He would have looked wounded, but he wouldn't have looked. Destroyed. Like, dest yeah, exactly. Marcus, Col or excuse me, Adam Huss gave us a destroyed Nicholas this week. He did. And Marcus and I, would not and, have given and, that to us. And when he walked away and went into the elevator, mm -hmm. instead of turning around and going back to to Spencer like she asked him to. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that was the end. I thought that was, you know, he was kind of leaving in the elevator like Drew, you know? <laughs> like, I'm gone. I'm just leaving town. Maybe he is. Uh, you know, another thing that made me think, uh, one thing I thought of, too, is, you know, they actually, they had to reshoot those scenes again. They had to reshoot shoot those scenes at Ava and the, the hospital. Confession. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. They had I to that reshoot great. that. And uh, that was quite a bit of scenes, actually. It was. A, there was there's a few pages there. I feel like they they probably just reshot the entire sequence so they could flash back as they needed. Yeah, but I know that that must have pissed General Hospital off because they even that's even more they had to do that yeah. cost money. Well, got to do what you got to do for these moments. I think they did right, you know, like goodness gracious and uh you know i don't i i don't know you know i'm not back there i'm not the one that's making this show you know that i say that every all the time pretty much and you know me ma you 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 know me my whole life you know what i've been up to you know what i do and it's not making general hospital i never have once made an episode of general hospital yeah. so i don't know really what goes into it but <laughs> if i had to pick between adam huss and marcus coloma for playing these last couple of days yeah Adam Huss, all the way. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you don't want to do yeah. these? That's fine. Stay home. Stay home, Marcus. That's okay with us. <laughs> well, I don't know Take what Marcus... I don't know. I can't say that for sure, because I don't know what Marcus might have brought for those scenes. I don't know. Uh, much more, been, uh, much know, more of a quiet response. Well, yeah. Much it would have been more response. of a quiet response, but we can't say that... It might not have been good too. It might have been. It might have been superior. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Who's Connor Bishop? But um, yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> it was I thought it was good. It was, it was good. super good. I thought it was good. And you know what? You know, there's been a lot of criticism about writing in the past, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot criticize Friday. Oh my the God. whole thing about Spencer and Nicholas and their Laura standing between them, not understanding what the hell's going on. Spencer reciting uh, the lines. Reciting reciting what was in the video yes. where Nicholas would understand. And then hey, and flashing back to oh, it. Oh, man, that was good. That's good writing. Yeah, it is. It is. It really, really, when it comes down to the words that are coming out of these people's mouths, it's been great. It's been great this month. It really has been. Oh, oh, I thought it was so good, though. And you know, one thing that Nicholas said, one of the last thing, one of the last things he said to him when he when he walked out was, "You are a Cassidyne. You are a Cassidyne. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, was, that was a Cassidyne right. move. It's a Cassidyne move for sure. That's <laughs> Uncle Victor kind of crap. 
Right? <laughs> Listen, give me what I want, or I'm going to go to the police with the fact that you've confessed to the murder of Esme, who's not dead. Yeah, but you know what? At the same time, though, you know how Nicholas was saying, oh, but I love her. But, you know, I love the baby. Yeah. Saying, I love the baby. I want to yeah. raise the baby. I love the baby. Yeah. What the heck is this window popping up? What is this? Oh, goodness. I don't know what happened. Anyway, it's oh, fine, though, right? Fine. Okay. All right. Um. So, what was I saying? Oh, God. I don't even I'm know. Distracted. You didn't get that far into it. Anyway, what he was saying, when he was saying that he, that he loves the baby. He loves the baby. He loves the baby. He loves the baby. No, he don't love the baby. You threw her off the parapet and didn't know she was going to survive. And she knew you knew she was pregnant. You were willing to kill her and the child. Yeah, you don't, you don't love, love the baby. The baby. Shut no. up. No, 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 no. He sees it. <laughs> he he decided it's his next chance. I don't know. It's just uh, Nicholas is headed to tragedy. I don't know. It got all snowy and I'm like, ooh, car accident. But then he wound up at, at Windermere. Um, is Ava going to have to bash him over the head with a fire poker? Like, <laughs> I'd be scared right now if I were her. I would be too. And I think they're <laughs> alone there on the on they're alone there. Yeah. At Windermere on the Spoon Island ain't got nobody else on it. He could kill her. Put her up in the tower. Sure could. Sure could. Sure could. Did uh, you mention the snow? So, Matt, I mm -hmm. think Nick's I, I just don't see the point. And I, you know, I, I kind of go with General Hospital when they do things, I kind of go back to money. Okay. Uh -huh. There is no reason to show us all these scenes of snow, 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 snow going by the um, by yeah. the window when it was when, beautiful uh, though. I when love Finn, that. Yeah, when Finn and Liz were talking, right. snow going down the window. Yeah, um, that it's so that it's so cold and bitter outside of outside of uh, Kelly's. And then there was another that that they they showed snow falling outside of the window. Um, we got a with, big uh, blizzard Jeff's coming, and, Mama. Uh, there is a big thing coming There's next week. There's a big-ass blizzard on the way to Port Charles. There's something going to happen. The, the something going to happen next week. It's going to be a car. You know, I thought car accident, too. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sliding around. Um, they found some black ice or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, but, the, but I'm just saying, there's no point in going through that much special effects, even though it's simple special effects, there's no reason for it unless there's GH a reason. would not have it went to the expense of buying the uh the potato chips that they use for snow exactly and to put it outside the window which was beautiful i wish they had the budget to do that every winter time because i thought that was a gorgeous detail of seeing the snow fall outside the window of general hospital in the finn and liz scene it was good but yeah no yeah. somebody somebody somebody's getting a in a car accident or we got a big blizzard coming or, or something something's something. coming victor's gonna be like i'm going to try I'm gonna try now that I have enough pieces of the of the diamond. I'm going to warm up yeah. Charles and experiment with my machine. Maybe it will start being frigidly cold, like frozen. Yeah, um, all the way through. Anyway, but the, I'm just thinking that there's yeah. there's there's something. there's just a reason. For there's it. Gotta, there's be gotta be. There's something. I think that you're totally on the nose with that one, Ma. Uh, so the chat keeps on talking about this Connor Bishop character. Do you remember Connor Bishop? No. <clears throat> Apparently, Connor Bishop was somebody that got plastic surgery to look just like Nicholas. And he did all kinds of different stuff for, for Helena and was just was a really bad guy. And he did, he did horrible things to Emily and all kinds of stuff. And basically, he's a character that could never, ever, ever return to the canvas because of what he's done. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. there's no way ABC Disney looks into the history of this character and says, yeah, that's one you can bring back. Um yeah, kind of like on the Shiloh list, right? Kind of, you know, just just done too much for it to be yeah. okay for them to come back. Um, mm -hmm. 
Uh, but they're saying, oh, maybe maybe this Nicholas was Connor Bishop the whole time, and our real Nicholas is still out there. Because this ain't Nicholas. But it is Nicholas. <laughs> uh, well, Nicholas came back bad. He left bad, though. Yeah, he left bad, too. But he always had, like, you know, he was more of a misunderstood kind of villain before, you know, circumstances, blah, blah, blah. He came back more bad. He did. Um, so say. I'm just, I, I really, I, I was surprised at the end of Friday when he showed up at Windermere. I was, I thought that, I thought him leaving the elevator was it. Yeah, nope, nope. He showed up at Windermere. And yeah, if, uh, like you said, if I was Ava, I would be a little concerned right now. So. Yeah, and the reason, I think the main reason why I thought that was because he hugged his mother, told her what a wonderful mother she was. Mm -hmm. He would love her forever or whatever. He said yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, it seemed very, very final, very, right? Right. It seemed very final. Yeah. yeah. It would seem like a unspoken goodbye. Yeah, that's why I thought he was going to get in an icy car wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, oh, Emily killed Connor in self-defense. So there we go. Moot point. Not going to happen. Connor's dead. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Tyrone says that Nicholas is misunderstood just like his uncle Stefan. Yeah. Just 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 a terribly misunderstood Cassidine. Terribly misunderstood. Like Victor? Victor's not terribly misunderstood. You know, Spencer hasn't thought this through very well though. I mean oh, yeah. I mean who he gonna raise the baby? Really? Who's gonna help him? Has he thought about it at all? Where are they no. going to live? He's got a, well, he was going to buy a house. He told Sonny he was buying a house. And then, you know, he's got Cassidine money, so it's not like he can't have a nanny. Um, he would take personal interest in the development of the young child's life. I'm going to raise this child. He sounds like my brother. Like, honestly, just I'm going to raise and educate this child to be a positive member of society. <laughs> you and your sister love to make fun of him so much. <laughs> he's our older brother. It's what we do. He spent our childhoods making fun of us. Now it's our turn. <laughs> Now that, now that there's ammunition, before he was too cool to make fun of. That went away. He ain't cool no more. The moment he sat down and watched Star Wars and liked it, it was all over. <laughs> uh, so Kelly wants to know about the faces on the blanket behind you. So oh, Kelly just the spends the you. entire hour just examining your room. Uh, I'm surprised she hasn't talked about my cinnamon broom, but whatever. <laughs> and that's your grandbabies. That's, that's a blanket that I got for Christmas, uh, I don't know, three, two, three years ago. Um, that is all pictures of um, two of my grandchildren, Stevie and Scarlett, uh, that they made for me for Christmas. There's a bunch of baby pictures of them. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let me show you one. Oh, there we go. See, look at that. She's so proud of her grandbabies. This, this is what you did. Totally derailed us, Kelly, and it's all your fault. And this one, see that one right there <laughs> on the corner? Oh, yeah. That's Grandpa and Grandma at Stephen's um, baptism. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey. Right there. Hey. Do you see those cool sunglasses, you guys? Those cool sunglasses. Well, Kelly says, says it's pretty. What is the chat it's saying? Pretty. We barely talked to the chat today. Uh, Daisy's on Joss's side. You know, see, told you out there. There's a split. There's people who are like, Joss is right. Joss is wrong. Daisy's on Joss's side. Um, who uh, Who is Stefan with? Back. I love him. Oh, I don't think Stefan's coming back because he was played by Patchy. You know, oh, oh, he was. Days of Our Lives, Patchy. But they could, but what they could recast him. No. They could, 
They could. I mean, they've successfully recast I don't remember what happened to Stefan. You guys, did he die? I don't know what happened to Stefan. He probably died. I remember Stefan because Stefan was the Cassadine when I was a teenager. I remember he was. Um, he didn't he have a girlfriend, Catherine. I don't even know. Don't and she know. got and she fell off the parapet. I just, I just remember, I know, I remember Stefan. Stefan was the Cassadine when I was a teenager. So he was the Cassadine in like the late 90s, early 2000s or whatever. Probably more like late 90s. He raised, he raised Spencer pretty much. Stefan did? Stefan did. Oh, see, look at that. I didn't know that. Well, no. He, uh, did he no, raise Nicholas, he raised, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember because Nicholas was living in Windermere with Stefan. It was Uncle Stefan, Uncle Stefan, Uncle Stefan. Uh, Laura was heavy into the story. Uh, Liz and, and, and Lucky were his friends and they were running around doing doing their dramatic thing and stuff so you know i i, I had memories i don't remember the stories or the lines or anything but i remember the yeah, set i don't either really you know i remember the set and i remember the characters being on the set and interacting with each other <laughs> i love um, i love the, the the tunnels at spoon island i love the tunnels and they had like little torches yeah yeah oh, got, I remember, yeah they used the tunnels yeah. a lot back then um yeah they used the tunnels a lot and it looked more like a cave you know I loved Stephon it. Stefan stabbed himself and fell off a cliff. According to stabbed Canadian himself. Fuzzy. And um, Taiwan says he accidentally stabbed himself to death. How do you how did he accidentally stab himself, y'all? Let me know. Let me know. Let I me guess know. you could fall on a sword or something, I guess. I accidentally. I guess. <laughs> Sounds like an epic soap death, though. I'm really curious about the details to get stabbed and fall off a cliff. I mean, that's how you do it on, on Spoon Island, though. If you're going to die, you're going to fall off of something. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, I loved all I loved all of it. This was this week was a good week, you guys. Oh, he tried to frame Luke for his own murder. He killed himself to try to frame Luke. What what a sense of revenge. My god. I'm not going to live another second past this, but you're going down for my death, Luke Spencer. Mhm. Mm at knife point with Luke in sight, says Tyrone. My God, somebody find me the YouTube clip because I need to see this. You have been instructed. I'm giving you homework. Find this on YouTube for me and send it to me. Homework. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you oh. can tell him I got your homework right here, Kill. <laughs> Stefan self-inflicted himself in the Cassadine catacombs after he arranged a marriage for Nicholas with a woman named L Lydia Herring. Not Lynn Herring, Lydia Herring. Lucky was positioned to be a police officer. So much detail. This must have happened at a time where you weren't really watching. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Who's fighting with Luke when he stabbed himself? I, I, I do. I sincerely need to see this. This sounds super fun. <laughs> I need to see also something. I need to see this recreated. This is how I need to see Nicholas go out. If we're going with the Nicholas death storyline, I need him to be fighting with somebody and accidentally fall on a sword. Somebody pushes him mm -hmm. into one of the suits of armor or something in the hallway and he just gets impaled. <laughs> Oh gosh, that'd be a soap death worthy of you, Mom. Yeah, you like it violent. Do you know that there used to be there used to be uh, one of those uh, suits armors in the set of Spoon Island? Well, they should bring it back. Why'd they get rid of it? They used to have that. Hmm. We're standing against the wall, you know, like the silver thing. You know, the whole you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think I remember seeing it back back when Stefan was was uh, in charge of Spoon Island. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness gracious, goodness gracious, what's going on over here? I don't know. Um, People just talking about whatever they want in the chat right now. Um. So what? You know, when Ava left Kelly's, yes, and then Mason came out, 
and Mason came. What? And Mason was on the phone. I watched it three times. I could not catch what he was saying, the first sentence of what he said. Even with the captions? You didn't turn the captions on? I didn't have captions on. Yeah, you got to turn the captions on. He said something about Miss. I don't know if he was calling him Miss Drome or referring to Ava. He was referring to Ava. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I think that there would have been a huge pop of the internet that you would not have been able to miss if he said, Miss Jerome, I'm following her. Oh, okay. No, he okay. said, yeah. yeah. You're right. I don't know. I'll work on it. Cause he's got, he's got a depth to his voice that I just, I don't know if I can recreate, you know, cause I yeah. mean, I've, I've got a deep voice, but it's not the same depth. Cause yeah. he's also like an avid smoker, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, so. <laughs> it's obvious that Austin and Ava are going to be a thing. I know they were on. Wasn't that a little cute little insta date there at Kelly's, where he just shows up? Like and, and you know, I I like Roger Howard's business. So Ava and Roger Howard, they love to have business, right? That's what they talked about um, on the on the set tour. Was that mm-hmm. Ava always drinks a martini because Mara West wants something to play with? Yeah, she likes to play with props. Right, and so they're just like, she's a drunk. Here you go. Here's your martini. Right? Roger Howard though, eating lunch. Uh-huh. While filming this scene, okay, uh-huh, because he had a full on fries and a sandwich and all kinds of stuff, and he yes. took, <sighs> and they had to give him some real food, like he had real, like he was he was having his lunch while yeah. filming this thing, <laughs> and I thought it was great. Yeah, um, BLT, didn't he? He had a B- yes, he had a he had a famous Kelly's BLT. Um, BLT was you know, he took a bite, and I thought, oh man, I hope that there's enough moisture on the inside of that bread to counteract the um, toast. You know, because I would hate for Roger Howarth to, like, have to deal with an irritated inside of his mouth while trying to speak. And what about the crumbs just flying everywhere? Like, oh, my goodness. But they were smart. All right. I don't know who directed it. If it's Fido, cool. If it's one of the other team members, excellent work. Because you kept that camera behind his shoulder while he was munching away. Mm -hmm. You can see his head. (laughs) As Ava's talking. It's, it, it seemed like real. It, it was it, very it, real. Um, realness. The, the, the casualness that Roger Howarth was able to bring to the conversation while eating and just, it, it seemed so real. It was good. I like that. I like the, it's an odd pairing, mm-hmm. but it's a night. Nice, I like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. I like Ava and Austin possibility. And they're obviously going that way because they are kind of ramming it down our throat. I mean, I don't know if ramming it down our throat is exactly what we're talking about. Cause it's not like they're all over each other or anything, but um, they're clearly but, you know, developing but, but, a trust. Yes. Definitely. That's Definitely. what it is. They're developing a trust. Well, he better get out to Spoon Island and save her because oh, I'll tell you that Nicholas pissed. <laughs> Ava <laughs> finds Austin very easy to talk to. Yes. Yes. Aww, it's going to yes. be wonderful. Aww. You know, a, a couple of things that I noticed this week, and and because you never see, you, you rarely see it. And when someone does this, I, 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 I notice. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling the truth. Uh, Spencer told the truth in that, in that chapel. He won't lie. He, he was telling lying. the truth to his no. dad. Yes. And. Liz told some truth, too. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Wanting to go to the police. Now, I remember another doctor. Elizabeth's not a doctor, but I remember a doctor in Port Charles that accidentally shoved Peter August down the flight of stairs. And was like, oh, no, I need to go turn myself in. Oh, God. Mm. And Elizabeth was like, don't do that, Finn. We can cover this up. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So now we got Elizabeth going, oh no, what did I do? I need to go turn myself in. And Finn is going to on Monday go, no, no, Elizabeth, we covered this up, don't worry. Yeah, he's going to have some kind of words of wisdom, is he? What are you going to do? You can't but walk was... away from your children. They need but you. But I like the fact that she told him the truth. I mean, do you like the fact that she told the truth, or do you like the fact that she told Finn the truth? Because here's the thing, Ma, she's telling Finn the truth. You know, you know, you know what the risk is on that. Yeah. Is a rekindling of that romance that nobody wants. Yeah, it probably will be somewhat of a rekindling of the romance that nobody wants. Or it could sit, it put could put Finn on a a, a, a vendetta to get back Nicholas. Get back in Nicholas. Well, people were talking about well, maybe if Nicholas is on his way out, then a uh, a real whodunit killer thing, you know, because we've had so many opportunities for a whodunit killer, and we haven't mm-hmm. had a whodunit kill uh, in all yeah. of these royal opportunities. So, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll uh, um, add a Stuart Chandler, you know, dying like who did it? Who pulled the trigger? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and oh, Kendall's on trial for it, but it was Adam the whole time, or something. Or Adam's mm-hmm. on trial for it, but it was Kendall the whole time. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't maybe, know. maybe Austin's going to go out to Spoon Island and we'll wind up um, interceding something that Nicholas is going to do. Maybe. Because you know what I noticed? One thing, one thing I thought of um, when, uh, when she walked in to, you know, she walked into Windermere by herself was, Man, that's a whole lot of house and a whole lot of quiet. Hmm. I don't know that you know. You may feel like, oh yeah, well, I took the I took the Cassadine's house and blah blah blah, and now it's it's mine. And yeah, but uh, that ain't going to bring you no happiness, girl. Well, that's a lot of money. So I, I did, I did, you know, I was I was exposed to this information somehow, either through reading or through conversation. Uh, but uh, scientific science science says, let me push my glasses up. Science says that money buys happiness up to a certain point. Money buys happiness up to like $120,000. Past that, you can't buy any more happiness because you got what you need. No. <laughs> you know? Oh, After that, it's just excess, happen. not happy. Having um, happiness, I think it does bring you happiness to a certain degree because it, it takes away some of your worry and now you have enough. It doesn't buy happiness. It grants the freedom which buys happiness. But, uh, I, you know, when it comes to the, like, the big scheme of things, no, it ain't going to make you happy. Yeah. I've always said you can be happy in a shack or miserable in a mansion. You know, I've always felt the way the same way too, Ma. You raised a good man, all right? It's not about <laughs> how much money you have in the bank. It's what you got around you, all right? How much love is in your heart account, not how many numbers is in your bank account. Oh, well, you know, not trying to get all goofy or anything, but that, uh, for me, the purpose, the reason why we're here in the first place, reason why this hot ball of wax is still spinning, is just for us to all love each other. That is the purpose of life, is to love, love each other. World needs now is That's love. what I think. Sweet love, Cheryl M., the lifesaver. Cheryl, thank you so much. Trusted moderator of the chat, Cheryl M. has provided us the link to Stefan's death scene. And if I was a more quick producer of this video broadcast for you live on YouTube, I would I would show it to you right now. But I'm not a quick producer like that. 
<laughs> so, uh, but know. she found it for you, so you can look at it later. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor wants Windermere, so maybe he'll pursue Ava to get the castle. I don't know why Victor couldn't just drink Windermere. I don't know what Ava needs to do with anything without it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think that Ava should be worried about her life, though. <laughs> that she might be targeted oh, by I Victor, think so too. by Nicholas, and by Mason. Yes. I think actually Mason's just the biggest threat as anybody else currently. <laughs> but Austin, I think Austin's going to follow him. And I think Mason may be heading over to that damn Spood Island too. So, so I mean, the look I think gonna that him. Austin gave already standing in the door of Abe Kelly's and just like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've never mm -hmm. seen such a look now here's here's the fun part here's the fun part about austin and roger howarth now that we sort of maybe have decided that he's got some sort of weird criminal mafia connection thing right clearly the mm -hmm. show has decided that's his thing mm -hmm. okay great awesome amazing i'm all for it because roger howarth and darker characters dangerous characters characters that would do what most people wouldn't do to keep somebody else safe or whatever is mm -hmm. kind of his bread and butter yeah. That's what he's kind of played his entire career. He's super fun, super charming, but he can turn that off and look super dangerous. And that's a skill mm -hmm. that you have to play to. And that's why Austin is kind of going in this direction, which is great, which is wonderful and amazing. But this time, for the first time in Roger Howard's career, he has not played, he's playing somebody that hasn't assaulted a woman. It's true. And that changes, I think, a lot. And um, I don't know, maybe even the approach to the how much fun you can have with this, because you're not playing somebody that is like he's he might be dangerous, but he is good. This man is good, not not redeemed, but mm -hmm. good to start with. And that's different. And, my, and it might be an opportunity for a lot more fun for Roger. It, there might be. It might be. And one th I'm, at, I'm excited. And we were talking about it just last week or the week before that, man, they just got to give him something else. Mm -hmm. Move his story along. Yeah. Give him something else because it was kind of concluding in a way. It, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And then with, uh, with Brit going away, you know, any sort of like, well, what's next? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, also, uh, it dried up. I think that the, the show made the, the absolute correct choice when it came to deciding that now was the time for Mara West and Roger Howarth to just sprinkle magic on our TV sets. Because I, I think that there's such a strong pairing. And um, what General Hospital is really giving us right now are some really strong pairings. Yeah. Oh, but you know what might put a monkey wrench in that a little bit? Hmm. Is I heard that um, Griffin's coming. Um, Griffin's coming back. Well, I haven't seen anything about that, so that that's news. I don't know. I heard you might be coming back. Well, hey, you know, Ava's really, really moved on from that whole Griffin situation, you know, and then Griffin was like with Kiki at the time that she died and stuff. And I just don't know mm -hmm. if, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if the juice is still there, you know, like Jocelyn yeah. keeps on saying, oh, I, I wasn't feeling it for Cameron anymore. He knew, he knew, he knew. I didn't say anything, but he knew he felt it too. Of course, he was just super, mm -hmm. Cameron every time was like, oh, I thought we were just busy doing our thing. I didn't know there was problems. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, that um, Cam knew that their relationship was broken. Mm. I don't think he realized that. Nope. And the reason why he didn't know it is because he didn't know she was banging somebody else. Come on. <laughs> now, all right, Ma, she didn't bang somebody until after the whole hook situation, okay? What she did before was vigorously make out with another man. All right? There's a difference. And according according to, to some they defense had of sex Jocelyn. before she broke up with Cam. They did. Yes, they did. 
Now, there has been some vigorous defense of Jocelyn, in including that she did not cheat because her heart had already moved on. Even Eden McCoy saw that on Twitter, retweeted and said, what? <laughs> so th there was a point that I was trying to make on the, ooh, on the so Suds in the Squared Circle podcast. Everything's fine now. Right? You can hear me? It is, yes. Beautiful. Yes. I can hear you. Okay, it's, it, it got turned way down, though. Okay, so that's much better. Anyway, uh, so there was a point that I was trying to make on the Suds in the Squared Circle podcast. Uh, and, and, uh, I just didn't get that far because I'm a rambler and I get away from my point before I'm able to make it. It's a part of me in any case. Um, when you're creating a show, when you're on the show, when you're writing the show, when you're acting the show, when you're producing the show, when you're making the show every day, you recognize and realize when it is stupid and when it is goofy and when it is weird. Steve Burton mm -hmm. said so to us, to our faces yeah. at the Stone Cold and Jackal show. Talking about the yep. toxic, toxic balls storyline. Yep. All right. To the point where the where he went to the writing team, according to him. Now, this could be baloney, but according to him, he went to the writing team and said, guys, I do not want to continue to say toxic balls. Can we please come up with something else for me to say? Toxic balls is stupid in this dumb storyline. Like, what the? And so they started saying toxic spheres. And he's like, I, I don't remember. know if that's any better. It was spheres. I don't know if that's any weird. better. That's a, that's a weird word to say, though. <laughs> right it is fears spheres toxic spheres um but in telling that story he's like we recognize and realize when we are playing something that is off the wall wacky goofy weird but we have to we do our jobs anyway because that's the words on the script and if we don't we don't get paid so that's what we're gonna do mm -hmm. so uh same thing in into you know um jocelyn you know eden mccoy recognizes and realizes that jocelyn is not doing the right thing her character is not making the right choices. Her character screwed Cameron over. Her character is making all of these excuses to stay with Dex, even though well, there's no reason, there's no problem with her staying with Dex. But she recognizes her character is excusing herself and excusing herself and excusing herself and excusing herself. And so by that nature, folks, it's okay for those fans to recognize when the character isn't making the right choices as well. Because the actor knows the actor's playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so enjoy it. That's the whole point. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Are you going to enjoy it? I am. Good. Good. All right, Mom. We're going to make your voice happy in the chat here and start talking about Spencer. And okay. Trina. Spencer and Trina. Sprina, if you will. Sprina. Sprina. You got Spencer, you got Trina. And when you put them together, you got Sprina. It's like three different characters. That's true. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so, um... I do not hate Trina. I have never hated Trina. I think Trina has been a fine character. I think that she has brought a different level to the storylines than previously existed. I think that she has contributed to the families of Port Charles in major ways and has created compelling and interesting things for me to watch. But I did not connect to Trina until this week. Her and Spencer together this week, amazing. So good. So good, Ma. The, 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 just them together in how they interact and how they talk and how 
the the casual touchy holdy handy rip the wrist stuff that twitter just takes and makes it makes gifts of and just is like oh my god they touched Mm -hmm. each other you know like Mm -hmm. it's so like good and believable and real (laughs) like they they really have done amazing things and when it comes to trina specifically trina in this pairing what she had to say to Spencer this week, sitting on the bench near the elevators. Mm-hmm. Also, like, super wise. Yes. And correct. And and, and just, it, it, like, the one thing that really, like, hooked me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love Trina, was when she goes, uh, when she's like, do you really want to be pulled? Like, if you do this, you're going to be pulled in between Ava and Nicholas and all of this nonsense. Do you mm-hmm. really want that? And Spencer's like, I don't care. I don't care. And then Trina goes, yeah, but I do. Mm-hmm. That was so good. I know. It was so She's good. Ma. a young woman that's being portrayed like maybe she has a brain. I love it. Just, oh, goodness. And I, I really do appreciate the amount of time that, that they kept Spencer and Trina apart. While in each other's orbit and in each other's universe, they kept them apart. They were not sharing a bunch of screen time together. Mm-hmm. While Tabiana, Ali, and Nicholas Chavez became friends behind scenes, mm-hmm. got that comfort with each other mm-hmm. before taking it to television. Because that mm-hmm. comfort with each other is so required for Trina and Spencer's you think, pairing. You would think so. You would think so. I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know how what age they are. Or if either one of them were single, but I wouldn't be surprised if they wound up, you know, <laughs> the dancing with the stars, right? Every time there's, because, there's you know, they say, palpable they say chemistry. That, it happens a lot. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, happens um, a lot. I mean, uh, if if you were to go by that, then you would have to take a look at the pictures that uh, that Eden McCoy and Evan Hoffer take together in their dressing room in tank tops and just being all cuddly and stuff and just being all over each other. Uh, I know, I know. I, they seem they seem that way a little bit. They seem that way a little bit. Uh, however, I remember when we met Eden last spring. She said she had a boyfriend. She had a boyfriend at the time. I don't know if she still has a boyfriend. Or maybe she now. don't know mom. But even then, um, when it comes down to it, uh, when it, I, I would say for Eden and Evan, Evan and Eden, E and E, as they say on Twitter, um, <laughs> they, um, I think that they're just playing the game. You know, they're playing it up. They know that they're the couple on, on the sexy doing it couple on the show. That's what people are kind of drawn into when it comes to the pairing. And so when it comes to them marketing themselves and their little stardom and their Zoom events and stuff, why not be all over each other? Because that's what we're seeing on the screen. Um, Plus, then people go, oh, yeah, look at them. They're so hot. Hashtag jicks. (laughs) And then they climb into my DMs and tell me how stupid I am for not supporting Jocelyn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Tabiana just turned 21. She had a big birthday party, Ma. I don't know if you saw those Oh, pictures. that's right. She did. That's right. I saw... I saw Everybody I saw was there. From her, from her party. Esme was there. Cameron was there. Nicholas was there. Portia was there. All kinds yeah. of people. All kinds of people. Tabiana's 21. Tabiana... He is 28. Who's 28? Is Dex 28? I don't know who 28 is. I don't know. Uh, the chat's just having a great time talking to each other this week, Ma. We've been talking. To, we've been talking to each other. They've been talking to each other, and I really haven't been paying attention to them. So let's read. 
You want to read a little bit? Okay. 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 Uh, Daisy says, see, Matt, I have it connected to Trina and Spencer as a couple. Separately, I like them. To each their own. To mm-hmm. each their own. Uh, you can you can like or not like as much as you want, so long as you're not actively trying to get somebody to dislike what they do like. Yeah. That 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 that's where the line is for me. You can say I do not like this pairing, but as soon as you just say I do not like this pairing and you shouldn't either, that's when you cross the line. But you didn't say that, so hey, high five. <laughs> uh, any GH actor is killing it. I stand for this cast, says uh, Herman. Mom, do you know the um, the origin of the word Stan? Stan, I like Stan. So Stan is one step above fan. If you really like something, you stand for it. Oh no, I've never heard that. Okay, all right. So it's something that you see. You know, you got you Ava stands and Jack stands and GH stands, and that's just it's just it's a part of the the vernacular that exists in internet it's fandom like a super community. Fan. It's like a super fan. Yes, Stan. But Stan is based off of a song uh, performed by Eminem. Do you remember the oh. song where he was, where it was like the writing the letter to, to just like the guy writing the letter and Dido did the, the, the chorus? Uh, you probably don't. I don't, I can't do the yes. song because I'm not a music guy. Yeah. But you know, it's I, like, I it, like Eminem from like his fans perspective, writing him a bunch of fan notes. Like, I love you so much and you're really great and I'm going to rap and I'm, uh-huh. Super spaghetti on your mom's sweater and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And at the end of the song, he winds up like killing his girlfriend and driving off of a <laughs> off of a bridge and stuff. Yeah. So that fan that likes Eminem, his name is Stan. And so oh. this this term Stan comes from being somebody who was of the level of fandom like Stan from the Eminem song, who oh. liked Eminem so much that he killed his girlfriend and then himself. So I find it super interesting that this word Stan has changed into like, I'm a super fan that really likes this thing. When the origin of this term is a fan that would go to extremes to a point where it's dangerous. Yeah, like a Heather fan. Yeah, like like Heather. (laughs) Like Heather protecting her family. She's a Stan (laughs) for her family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so it's just it's just interesting it's just it's just it, to me it's interesting um that stands are scary you know <laughs> but people take it people people have flipped it on its head now it's a positive thing and just you know weirdness yeah language how it all grows stan stalker fan heart eminem says melissa there we go there we go <laughs> look at me i'm not wrong <laughs> oh goodness people talking about taggart taggart's gonna be crushed here in the next couple of weeks he sure is you know but what does that mean does he that sure mean- is he's gonna probably find out in that wedding as well hmm. uh cheryl suggests that cody and dante did something really 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 bad to a woman when they were teenagers and i'm gonna say cheryl i don't think that we're gonna be treading any of those storylines especially when it comes to our heroes we're not going to really find out that Dante had secretly really, really hurt somebody in unfortunate ways in the past uh, in order. Yeah, it, I just don't see I just don't see it going that way, Cheryl. No, I think that I think I think what it's going to be is it's going to be a tragedy that they had covered up. Yeah, I'm going to say it's an accidental death of a camp counselor or something. Yep. That's what I think, too. It's going to yeah. be some kind of accidental thing that they covered it up. Yeah. And that the the um, the reaction is a bigger crime than the actual crime. Right. 
Right, right. You should have said something, but you didn't. Um, what if she's Taggart started not Curtis? Oh, Daisy, we have already been done, figured out that <laughs> that Trina is definitely Curtis's daughter at this point. Oh, uh, I think so. Melissa's worried that Taggart is going to die. And you know what, Melissa, you might be right. He could be a victim of the hook. He could. He could easily be hooked. He could. I tell you, all of poor Charles is in. All of poor Charles better be on alert because two crazy asses are about to leave a jailhouse together. Maybe. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like the yeah, the entire crazy family is going to be breaking out of a Pigeon Hollow Inn, whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. Not Shady Brook. Um, Pine View. I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh it yeah i understand cheryl it's just a theory uh i just when when it comes down to it uh if this was a primetime show maybe uh but since it's daytime general hospital i just don't think that we're going to be treading the waters of uh of terrible choices with women when you're a young person and that's as specific as i'm going to get because it's youtube and youtube is sensitive to certain words yes we're gonna figure it out ma I watch YouTube, right, and some of the biggest channels out there, you know, with the millions of followers and hundreds of thousands of views, they, like, have to, like, completely not say certain words as innocuous, innocuous as they might be. They just have to, okay. like, remove the audio entirely from their videos. Hmm. It's weird. But, hey, whatever. If you're going to be on YouTube, play by YouTube's rules. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes, right? I don't have to pay to be on here. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> eventually if enough of you people watch us they'll pay us to be on here so yeah i'm gonna follow youtube's rules <laughs> they are oh goodness gracious hey um hey, all right so I, I, got start on it a little bit. I, I got in trouble on twitter this could be one of the last things we talk about today i want i want to know your opinion on this ma because i got in a little bit of trouble on twitter this week when oh, i suggested okay. that <clears throat> that Part of the reason why Willow has been so adamant about not doing anything that could potentially maybe harm this baby, not even getting stem cells from an umbilical cord or all of that. You know, she's been anti-anti-resistant to everything. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I said that part of it is, uh, you know, fear over losing the child that she did before, even though they call him Jonah. That's not who it was. But yeah, Jonah died. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want that to happen again. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I had to say was that deep down inside her, she feels as though that her relationship with Wiley is dependent on her relationship with Michael. If the relationship with Michael goes away, there goes Wiley. Yeah, well, because she legally adopted him, that's not possible, really. Here's the thing, though. Cool. Yeah, great. She legally adopted him. That's just a piece of paper. Do you think Michael, Michael Corinthos could get that reversed? Well, yeah, probably. He could probably finagle it somehow. And when the squirt is four mm -hmm. and has 70, 80 more years to live, and you go away when he's mm -hmm. four or five. You're frozen. I can't hear you. you. Oh, I am? Yeah, well, now I can hear you. Oh. But whatever you said right after, I didn't hear. <laughs> well, when you're, um, uh, you know, you go away when the kid is four or five, you never see them again. Yeah, mm -hmm. you had a bond with them when they were four or five, but is that parental bond still there when they're 15? It's been 10 years removed, and Michael has made it so you can't see this child anymore. Mm -hmm. That relationship is gone. It doesn't matter legally not. That piece of paper has been ripped up, thrown out the window. Would this happen? No, this is me spinning, spinning like crazy. Mm -hmm. But I don't think mm -hmm. it's with it without, I don't know, maybe I'm just way wrong. I'm, I'm open to being way wrong. But I don't know. I don't know. 
even though you adopt the kid when they're five, if you don't have a great relationship with the biological parent and they make it really challenging for you, I don't know. I just feel like it might be a factor. That's all. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I could maybe. be wrong. I'm welcome. I'm welcome. Um, I think right. part of I think part of the reason why Willow is a little freaked out and we're so worried is um you know that the other baby died of SIDS within a couple of days yes. of birth. Right. Maybe she's afraid that the thing, oh, same thing is gonna happen to this baby. That's definitely it. She's worried that the baby wasn't going to make it. She'd rather the mm -hmm. baby make I, it than her. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael could get it reversed, but that's nothing on screen to give us a hint that he'd do that to Willow. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that it would happen. I'm just saying that it could. Just saying that it could be a fear of Willow's, unfounded or not. Oh, that's all. But I got in major trouble for even making the suggestion. And she better wake up, huh? She hasn't woke up yet. <laughs> now she's still busy dreaming about Demon Harmony. I know. Okay. All right. You... I expected. I ex <laughs> that was so bizarre. Okay. Yeah. Now, if they if they wanted to spin it this way and have her go ahead and die, if they wanted her to die, they'd have a two year old come up. It would have been Jonah. Mm -hmm. A two year old would have walked up and said, "Mommy, let's go." <laughs> Mommy. No, well, okay. Well, I mean, she was dressed in all. Now black. she might have reached out for that child's hand and walked. And yeah. kept walking. Yeah. Yeah. She might have. Yeah. She might have. She might what? Have. Freaking Devil Harmony there? Yeah, okay. No, so it was Devil know. Harmony. It was Devil Harmony, all right? It was Devil Harmony showing up to be like, you want to come into the other side. Now it's time for you to die. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that I was. I was surprised. I was surprised that there wasn't a little smoke and a little, like, red-orange glow. <laughs> Maybe that would have been too <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, harmony in black. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, no. They're, they're, uh, listen, she if she was angelic, she would have been in white. Hmm? She's so beautiful. She looks so beautiful. Oh, I guess she did. Well, you know, she's, she's a beautiful. A, she's woman. a demon, mother. She was. I don't demon. remember her name. Harmony. Yeah, you know, Inga. Her in, 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 Inga. 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 Cadrinel. Cadrinel. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was very. It was yeah. Yeah, if she did not look like an angel at all, they had her in a nice flowy black dress, nice flowy dress. But yeah, you're right. She should have had some like she, she should have right. had something because on. she was not an angel. No, she, she should have had on you know maybe not white, but at least cream. I don't know something that make you think she was an angel. No, no, because she wasn't an angel. She was a demon. Everything that she was said was against everything that Willow wanted. You know, it's, it's, it's spitting straight up lie. Okay, all right, chat. I know you're going to disagree with where some people will disagree with me on this, but Nina does not only love Nina. And that's something that Harmony said. Nina only loves Nina. You need to die. Die. No. But only the prayers of Michael was able to bring Willow back. How sweet. Yes. She was able to hear his prayers. And I think that Michael softened to Nina a little bit while they were sitting in the hospital because she was the first one to pray out loud with all of them sitting there. I know. Isn't that unfortunate? Nina. Oh, Nina should have been heard. She should have been in white, says Tyrone. No, she's she's not in heaven. She did such terrible things. No, she's not in <laughs> heaven. That, 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 that outfit... 
Um, did not Lynn. And they didn't come her, you know, well, you know, she said, she said to the light, to the she light, didn't not, encourage yeah. her to follow the light. Yeah. But, um, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't think that was the right kind of light. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, for me, says Jacarius. Hey, Jacarius. Um, I don't think Spencer should try to get custody of his sister. It's like Michael in the Sunny storyline all over again. Helps we retread storylines. That's what we do. It is similar. It is similar. Yeah. What else is What else is he going to do? Be like, oh, have the baby and then put it up for adoption. Man. Oh, well, you know. Heather, Ryan, and Esme will eventually have something to say about all this. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I really hope that they don't swap no babies. Please don't swap babies. Please don't I know, swap I don't babies. want a baby swap either. Please don't swap babies. I'm trying to make it them like Edward and Lila Jr. I don't know. I don't know. Michael is not softening toward Nina. People are just, just haven't, uh, you know, we could walk away from the cameras at this point. The chat would just go on. <laughs> well, that's good. They like each other. That's they a do. good thing. They do. They do. I'm trying to find something else that might be good. But I don't know if there is. I don't know if there is. They don't give Spencer custody. I believe he'll kidnap the child. Oh my God, Travolta! Oh, extreme, extreme Travolta. <sighs> yep. All right, that's it. I'm getting on the elevator. I'm done. What about you? <laughs> okay. we talking about? Oh, we didn't talk about Brad. Brad, nice cream. It was beautiful. I didn't cry, but a lot it of people was. did. It was. It was, and Liesel talking to talking to Brad was beautiful too. Yeah. It was. It was. I, I, did, I just, you know, Lisa was just with the truth all the time. You, mm -hmm. know, you would have cared about her. You would have taken care of her. Well, of course I would if she didn't want that. Mm -hmm. She wanted you to get her drunk and be messy just like she was. She wanted her to compare her life to your terrible one. Yes. She, well, yes. She didn't want. She didn't. Yeah. Well, what she said was absolutely perfect. She, she wanted to see. Uh, she needed to know that your bed was more desolate than hers. <laughs> And I, I thought it was, I thought it was charming because it was so heartfelt and, um, uh, she was kind of nurturing to him, you know, but at the same time, funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie was not going to let us go unless we talk about the giant baby that, I, that Willow had. Uh. <laughs> you guys, this is the only thing. Okay. I'm trying I try some, put, spend some positivity on this because you know, that's a giant old baby. Okay. But, um. At least we got a baby. And it wasn't just a blanket <laughs> with a hot dog in it or something, you know. <laughs> Stella is Taggart's mom? <gasps> now that is a twist. Now that would be a friggin' twist. Taggart? Stella is Taggart's Stella's Taggart's mom? mom. That's why she's related to Trina. Not because of Curtis, but because of Taggart. Well, that would be interesting. Now that would be a hell of a twist. Oh, I like it. Wow. Who said I that? I like that. Who said that? Who said that? I can't find it anymore. Well, Portia has just Sorry. not been real smart, okay? No. She don't even know. She, it, we've, we've been led to believe that she doesn't even know for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hundred percent. Why uh, didn't she ever do a DNA test of her damn own? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. They'll figure it all out before the wedding. Uh, does Willow get a giant inheritance now? Isn't that why Madeline hid the kids? I don't know. Does she? She is Nina's kid. 
I guess it all depends on how the 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 the, the money is all structured, you know, because uh, Edward Quartermain was very specific in his rules. You know, if yes, you were alive when I died, you get a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, that's uh, Austin could have gotten a Austin claims a piece of the pie because he was alive when Edward died. You know, mm-hmm. but Scout Scout gets nothing. Scout had something because Drew was dead at the time, but now that Drew's back, Scout has nothing. That's true. So that's how that works. So I don't know how the money is set up uh, when it comes to the Reeves fortune. But if yeah. you were to ask Nina, she'd be very happy to share it because it's my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll be fun to see. But yeah, uh, back to that big old baby. Melissa, thank you very much, <laughs> Melissa, for being brilliant. It's a cute baby. Oh, he, it's a cute baby, a giant baby. Uh, that baby was but walking. the baby is clearly three months old. Yeah, the walking out of its mother, um, practically. <laughs> you know, it's good that Willow didn't have to have that. That It's good that Willow had the C-section because she would just been ruined for Michael for the rest of her life with the size of that child. Just my goodness. My God. But, you know, and I've heard I've heard that perhaps you can't have a newborn infant, but I, I don't. I know you can have an infant younger than that. You can find because you see diaper commercials and whatnot, and there's tiny babies in the diaper commercials. So yes, they can be on television. They can be on set. <laughs> yes, they can do it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's someone's child. If they just happen to bring it in that day, then I guess. Oh, we know. No, um, I think Melissa had said in the chat that it's actually played by twin boys, so that's fun. I, 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 for me personally, I, I don't get it. I would have, um, just me. Again, I don't make the show. I don't know what goes into this. It could be perfectly reasonable why they did this. I just don't know what the reason is. Well, General Hospital wasn't trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. It's obvious the child is not a newborn, and it's certainly not a preemie newborn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, but for me, I would have, I would have, I would have cast a younger child, stuck them in the, in the little baby bassinet thing uh, that, you know, looking through the windows at the part of the hospital that doesn't yes. really exist anymore. Um, you know, the viewing, they the baby viewing probably, area. They probably would have swaddled the baby, but the baby probably didn't dig it. <laughs> probably not. Uh, but I would have gotten tinier baby. Her, they would have swallowed, swallowed her. She would have seemed younger. But the baby probably wasn't having it. Tiny baby in the bassinet. You film that and then you get your reactions, right? And you just, you have the baby on set for five minutes as you just do five minutes of recording this baby lie there and do its baby thing. Mm-hmm. Send that child home. Use that footage. Splice it in and out of the scenes as the characters are looking through the window going, oh, how tiny. And <laughs> the child really is tiny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then when it comes to holding the baby, you put the baby doll in their arms, like when when um, Willow was having that dream. Yeah, yeah. Did did Jocelyn refer to her? Didn't Jocelyn say at the window how little she was? She's so tiny. Yes. Oh, shoot, girl, you ain't tiny. You just avoid that line, right? Again, this is one of those things. I'm sure she read that and then saw the baby. And what you want me to say that? Really? Okay. <laughs> She's so tiny. That baby was old enough to grab its toes and play with him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the willow baby to a stick for, for uh, to a stiff fake baby, says Medora. So, you know, maybe yes, that. that's what I said, too. I agree with you. I'd rather see a real baby than have like just an empty old blanket. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Ned should make yes, a move to remove Valentina's CEO of ELQ and take it for himself. Well, I mean, maybe that's what's going to happen. 
You know, you were dead for two weeks. I didn't see you. Oh, no. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, shoot the kid from across the room so it looks small. There we go. Force perspective. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very much Canadian. That could have worked. A little bit. <laughs> All right, folks. I'm getting on the elevator. I'm done. I'm going. I'm the only thing that would have been worse is if she would have reached for the boom or something. <laughs> That'd have been even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. I'm getting in the elevator. I'm going back down to the first floor. Ma, you can stick around if you want. You could just no, talk I to the chat I'll you can't read. Too. <laughs> you want to talk to the chat you can't read? Yeah, I can't. I can't read it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go. I will get on the elevator, too, because it is now here. Uh, 12, what? 1230? 1230, yeah. Yeah. 1230, uh, our time? Yeah. And I haven't eaten anything today, so. Oh, well. Then I that's, probably should. Oh, right. All right. All right. Okay. I, I'm well, you're welcome, you know Lee. Thanks for coming. Hmm? You know, in fact, I might go downstairs and make a BLT. Ooh. I the recipe from Cameron. From this morning. You too, Herman. You have a great week. And, and thanks for joining us, Lee. All that kind of stuff. We're getting out of here. We're going back onto the elevator. We're going to go back down to the first floor. We're going to go into the parking garage, and we're going to duck and dive and weave away from Mason. Oh, that Mason. <laughs> we're going to get into our cars. We're going to turn our radios to previous episodes of The Tenth Floor, which you can find on all of your podcasting platforms, plus right here on YouTube. If you haven't liked this video yet, do so. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do, as they say on YouTube, all across these channels. It's a little click for you, but it means the world to us. It does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week we're going to bring you some really fun pictures of an old gh magazine that um that chandra came across she sent us some some pictures of it so that's going to be super fun watching some of the press coverage of general hospital from 1983 or something like that so join us for that it's going to be super fun if we get it you know maybe we'll do it earlier in the week we'll figure it out you know just pay attention to the channel and the twitter at 10th floor gh um to get back into the speech though if you can't find our podcast, our audio podcast, on the platforms that you prefer to listen to a podcast on, reach out to me on Twitter at 10thFloorGH, and I'll point you in the right direction or add it to the podcasting platform in which you are searching. Yep. In the meantime, go spend some time with your families. I've been mad. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th floor. Goodbye, everybody. Toodles.